Shoecast. Welcome to the final episode of the third season of the Stitchdown Shoecast, where we talk quality footwear, how it's made, and all the things that we love about it. I'm Ben from Stitchdown.com, and Ticho Blanco is here to revive the topic that we actually covered on our first episode ever, Indonesian bootmakers. The whole industry over there has evolved kind of like crazy since then. So here we are back after it. Ticho, I have a very important question to ask you, as I always do. How in the world have they let us talk about boots on a podcast for almost a year straight? I feel like somebody should have shut this whole thing down by now. I mean, that's what's nice about podcasting is that there is no, you know, like regulatory agency that's just going to pop in and shut you down. Regulators, mount down. You know, we could take this thing underground, man. Nobody will catch us as long as we don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's some things illegal you could do on a podcast, but. Uh, I'm still just surprised that we haven't gotten a call from somebody being like, stop this. But we're not gonna, except we will for a little bit because this is the last episode of the season. But then there will be another one. Well, that's exciting. I mean, <laughs> no, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, to answer your, uh, your second question that I don't think you actually asked, which I'm guessing would have been, what am I wearing on my feet? Yeah, why not? I'll tell you anyway. I'll tell you anyway, because there's nothing I love more than talking about my boots. You know, we're talking Indonesian boots. Obviously, uh, had a few options to choose from. Decided to go for my Benzene Olive Wax Flesh Chelsea's, which was a GMTO that I put together. GMT Cho. I like that. I like that. <laughs> it was a good one, man. It worked out. I think pretty much everybody's received the the boots at this point and gotten a lot of messages from people saying that they're really enjoying them. Um, seeing people wear them, it's it, it's pretty cool. And I'm loving my pair. Uh, I just really want to beat the heck out of them and see what they can do. That's where I'm at today. I'm going to guess you're probably wearing something that was made in Indonesia, correct? Damn, you are good. Don't know how you did that, but yep. So I threw it way back. Uh, I'm wearing my original Underhood LCV01 lows on the Dr. Soul Cushion Wanderer Wedge, which there was a extended conversation in the Discord about this morning, actually. Great wedge. You'd love it. <laughs> in a local Indonesian rough out, which has held up kind of beautifully. I wore these things a lot out of the gate. Didn't really wear them this past winter, uh, but I'm working them back in. I have to wear them with like really thin socks because they have the old kind of foam insoles in there. It was before Risky kind of changes construction a little bit. So they're just a little little snugger, but they're fun. They're funky as ever. I'm happy that they're on my feet right now. Nice, man. Yeah, those are those are super cool. I'm been good to see that that local rough out is holding up nicely for you. It's nappy. Yeah, it's like super nappy. Healthy nap. Love it, man. Maybe better on anything but a wedge, but you know, to each his own. I'm not sure about that. Look, before we get rolling, wanted to give a loving shout out to our sponsor this week, Division Road. Vibergs, Whites, Wescos, Trickers. Everybody needs to care about Trickers a lot more, and DR's got some great ones. Check them all out at divisionroadinc.com. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, even a little, the best way to support it is by joining the Stitchdown Premium community, which come October will also be the home base of the Stitchdown Patina Thunderdome. The contest where you simply just have to wear your boots or shoes the way they were intended to be worn for a shot at over 10 grand in prizes, mostly boots, go figure, 
from our incredible sponsors like Standard & Strange, Wesco, Grantstone, Viberg, plenty, plenty, plenty more. Head to stitchdown.com for more info on both. Like, do this thing. It's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, and a lot of people are going to win boots and wallets from Guarded Goods and all sorts of great stuff. But let's do this, Ticho. Indonesian bootmakers, there are a lot of them, dozens at minimum. Really, the remarkable thing is that they're all operating at a certain level of quality in terms of construction and pattern design and everything that's really impressive. Yes, some are better built, better looking, better leathers, but there's this baseline that they've kind of collectively set. I love that. Some quick background for everybody you know, that somehow doesn't know about this or just wants to learn more. You know, There's this huge scene over in Indonesia, uh, despite it being like, 4,000 degrees pretty much every day of the year in terms of boot making and, and boot wearing. You know, over the last kind of half decade, uh, the interest has drifted over to the States and Europe and, and kind of worldwide, which is incredibly cool. And, you know, we're, we're right there uh, with all those people who are discovering these brands and, and really starting to love them. Yeah, they're largely hand making these boots in some sense or another, generally hand welting at least. The value getting a, a hand welted boot for $200 or sometimes less, and certainly more, but sometimes less, was certainly a huge part of what initially sparked our interest in Indonesian boots and shoes. And while some of those prices are coming up a bit for certain makers, especially with imported leathers, uh, which I think is completely deserved, the value remains kind of shocking pretty much across the board. Definitely important to note, there's generally some work as a customer that you have to put in with the Indonesian makers. Most aren't selling much ready-to-wear stuff at all. They mostly don't have websites where you can just click to order something. And even if you see something that's already on their Instagram that they've made, it's not always as easy as just saying, you know, make me these, please. Uh, largely because a lot of the leather stock is kind of fluid, which means that it's all about getting on touch through Instagram, WhatsApp. You know, they'll usually list that on their Instagram page is the best way to contact them. Asking what they have, getting down to work on creating a made-to-order boot or shoe. You know, sometimes you have to wait like two to four months for it to be made. So there's waiting, there's work, but let's be honest, it's the most fun work in the world. As a companion to this episode, we also have now up on the site really just the most comprehensive article ever written on the Indonesian makers, what they do, who they are, background, prices, leather options, construction options, kind of everything put together by the wonderful Stitchdown writer, Jarrett Mulligan. Definitely check that out. You know, it's kind of built to be this ongoing reference for anybody who's interested in this stuff, which I believe should be everybody. But yeah, look, let's get into some specifics. A lot has changed since we did that last episode almost a year ago, 11 months and, and two weeks ago, which is kind of crazy. Things have changed in kind of our perspective and understanding and also just what they're doing over there. Yeah, when we recorded that episode last year, I think we both probably had, I don't know, less than five pairs of, of Indonesian boots. I think I probably had like three or four. At this point, I'm looking around, I probably have 10 or 12 or maybe even more than that. I basically just spent the last year chit-chatting with Indonesian guys and ordering boots. The more experience I, I get with Indonesian boots, the more impressed I am. You know, it seems like a lot of these guys are just, you know, improving super rapidly and really putting a huge focus on, you know, improving the quality of, of the products that they make exhibiting a level of passion and a level of, of skill with it that, you know, has frankly been pretty impressive and pretty cool to watch. 
feel like we've also gotten gotten pretty close with these dudes, Ben. Like, you know, a lot of these guys, you end up kind of chit-chatting about, about some other, you know, more personal stuff. You know, a lot of these guys are kind of around our age, you know, late 20s, early 30s, whatever. We all have kids. We all have lives outside of this. And it's been really cool to connect with a lot of these dudes who literally live on the other side of the world with like a 12-hour time difference for us on the East Coast, which... Actually, it makes it kind of easy to to communicate with them because you're like, oh, it's nine o'clock at night. Oh, it's like nine a.m. There, I'll you know, I'll, I'll shoot them a message and they'll, you know, they'll pick it up. They seem like they're always just awake too. Yeah, <laughs> like anytime, you're like I'm not expecting to get an answer, and like all of a sudden the little dots pop up. You're like, oh, cool. Yeah, sometimes you'll get like a DM from you know from Risky from Underhood. It's like three in the afternoon here, and you're like, I'm pretty sure it's like three a.m. There well, is this guy just up at three a.m. making boots right now and. Maybe he is, or maybe that's just the only time he actually gets to to hop on Instagram and and respond to DMs. Can't turn it off. Yeah, it's been it's been a fun year, man. I'm I'm glad we can do an updated uh, episode here where we we share some of what we've learned over the last year uh, of kind of diving in deeper with these guys. Well, let's do it. Look, you you mentioned Rizky, um, who at this point kind of is underhood, had some apprentices over the years, and I think he's kind of restarting that which you know makes it tough to produce boots at a high rate and i'm very glad that been able to collaborate and send leather from pennsylvania over to there and you know make a small number really cool boots and definitely want to do that again in the future underhood's definitely a brand to to keep an eye on and try and get into his lotteries and his skill level uh, continues to improve and you know his patterns are just so so tight yeah you know between Rizky slash Underhood and Sagara, uh, who is run by our friend Bagus. You know, I feel like we've said quite a bit about them and definitely want to spend a little more time on everybody else. If you want more information on them, you know, check out stitchdown.com. Look at this article. There's plenty there. Spend a lot of time on their Instagrams just dreaming. Go and chat them up if you're serious about putting in an order. One cool thing about Sagara is that can't really say too much at this point, but not moving away from, you know, being able to MTO stuff from them at all. But I'm pretty sure that it looks like they're going to be available in a ready-to-wear fashion from a major U.S. retailer before too long with some very, very, very slick makeups that I think will appeal to a lot of people. That's exciting. And I think that it kind of represents a major shift and change for the Indonesian boot industry. And I imagine we'll see a bit more of that as things go on. You know, it requires a lot. They kind of have to change their production and think differently and ordering in terms of leather and components and all that. That should be pretty cool. I think it's a big moment for Indonesian boot makers, you know, writ large and, and certainly for Sagara specifically. Yeah, I 100% agree, man. For Sagara to, you know, really start out as just like a small a small workshop, you know, that Bagus put together... And now stocking ready-to-wear models at a pretty major U.S. retailer, I think, is just a, a huge... It's almost like, a yeah, it is kind of like a, a moment. I know there's been little dibs and dabs here and there of, of places trying to stock Indonesian stuff, and it's been kind of tough going. It's kind of a little tricky to make the numbers work on it for these guys to start figuring this out and figure out a way to, to crank out ready-to-wear stuff that's a little bit easier for kind of the average person to purchase right as, as we talked about in our first episode the major kind of blocker for so many customers has been it's the wild west of ordering mto you can you can go crazy 
on details and, you know, all this kind of stuff. I think for a lot of people, ordering via WhatsApp or Instagram DMs is like a little bit of a big ask for for most people. So, you know, seeing seeing that kind of this next step happening for the Indonesian industry, I think is is just fantastic. I'm super happy for for Bagus, who is just an awesome an awesome guy, hilarious guy. Uh, he has a really cool dog. What, what's not to love about Bagus? I think everybody who who chats with Bagus comes away feeling like he's just a, a super nice, genuine guy. So yeah, congrats to them, and I, I can't wait to see what that looks like. And don't own any cigars, so I'm probably gonna have to uh, pick something up for, for shame. I know. Well, I think I think I'll probably be able to uh, pick up a pair from from their collection. So I'm excited about that. Well, you should be because they're great, man. They are solid and just absolutely nail the patterns. And, you know, there's like some real artistry to to what Bagus and team do over there. Um, and they've been around like a decade. You know, they were very, very, very early relatively on this scene. These Indonesian brands are very much the definition of direct-to-consumer. Like they're not kind of playing direct to consumer as an actual middleman and contracting a factory and like the way that the margins work are they order materials and they pay their employees and then they send you the boots and you know with, with certain brands too it's worth mentioning like just make sure you understand if shipping is or is not included a lot of them will include shipping in the overall price but it's like 70 bucks to ship a pair of these boots from indonesia to the u.s for instance so you know like going through a retailer I, I don't know that the prices are going to look exactly the same. I know that they're trying to keep them as close as possible. So there's the convenience factor. You can just order these and they'll be there very, very soon. You know, help with sizing and things like that. You know, but there's also the understanding that all of that means that somebody else is involved. Like people are still going to MTO stuff and they should, but it's not like anybody's trying to gouge anybody. I guarantee you uh, that this mystery retailer who's going to be carrying cigar in the future is making less on those boots than they make on literally anything else they sell. And they're just very, very interested in bringing it into a new market because yeah, they love what they do. But let's get into some more and let's get specific uh, on some of these brands. You know, the story of you absolutely comatose post-Turkey uh, on Thanksgiving, ordering a pair of benzines, like possibly not even conscious, and then saying, whoa, these guys make some really good Chelsea's. That wasn't that long ago that you did that. And I feel like Benzene is now one of the best Chelsea boot makers in the world. Like, I feel very, very confident in saying that having a pair and you have two now. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a pair on my feet right now that punches way above the price point. These things have Horween wax flesh leather, Dr. Soul outsoles. They're hand welted. You know, we were able to do a GMTO where they cost 350 bucks shipped that's nuts you look at it and you're like yeah that's a that's an impressive product for 350 bucks they look great they, they fit me great they just get super comfortable really quickly i mean it's a whole cut chelsea i'd kind of stumbled upon benzene I wasn't like making a deliberate choice of like let me just start ordering tons of indonesian boots it kind of just happened uh i think at that point i had you know i had my green underhoods on order I hadn't received them yet it was thanksgiving 2019 went real hard on Thanksgiving, as I always do. And if you're not going hard on Thanksgiving, like, what are you doing? Thanksgiving, I think, is one of my favorite holidays, dude. You get to watch the Lions on TV. These were, like, local leather. He was doing, like, a 15% off deal. So they cost me, like, 220 bucks. And they show up. 
you know, local brown wax flesh. Um, I kind of had just written it off as like, yeah, these look kind of interesting. Like I'll, I'll, I'll check them out for 200 bucks, kind of take a flyer on them. And then I got them. It was like, oh no, these are a hundred percent legit. These are super comfortable. They're breaking in really nicely. This local wax flesh is aging pretty well, holding up really well, looks really cool. Also, I, I would post them on Instagram and they'd get like a thousand likes. It's a likable boot. Yeah, like I'm posting them on Instagram. It's getting more likes than my Vibergs. It's getting more likes than than anything else that I that I have. My number one Instagram post of all time, I think, is like some Vibergs, but number two is these benzines. And I was like, yeah, these are definitely resonating with people. People can see that the design is there. I can feel that the quality is there. I just feel like I just need to order more things from from these guys. Yeah, in the last year, I was able to do two GMTOs with them. One for a you know kind of a service boot, their Cannon boot in Merriam Horsebutt, and then these Waxfels Chelsea's that were were pretty popular. I can see and track the progression that they've made in the quality of their finishing, in the quality of the components that they're using. These olive Waxfels Chelsea's are nicer than the brown Waxfels Chelsea's from you know from 2019. You know, every single pair I see them put put up on Instagram looks fantastic. They've got side zips. They've got this tall Chelsea. The engineers. It, it's all good. These loafers. The loafers look great. The Hansels. A horse butt penny loafer. Like, sign me up for this. You know, it, it, it's cool. Could be brutal, but if it works, it works, man. Yeah, that's the thing is they just kind of are nailing all these all these patterns and all the patterns are looking good. Their lasts look really good. They have like a pretty good variety of lasts. So you actually you have to do some homework on, you know, all the different lasts they have because you can really affect the aesthetic of even the Chelsea's just by switching over to the Borneo last or switching over to the Badik last. Whatever other last kind of catches your eye. Yeah, everything they're doing just is is really hitting a, a sweet spot of Great patterns, great quality, great designs. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. I've got a couple more GMTOs in the works with Benzene just because I can't help myself and I like doing them. And Adi's a su- super sweet guy who's really easy to deal with. So yeah, I, I recommend everybody give, give them a really hard look. I think basically every person I've recommended Benzene to has been pretty happy with the result. Completely. And with sizing, too, which is pretty tricky. You know, from doing all these GMTOs, I've, I've really gotten a pretty good feel for, for benzene sizing. And, you know, I recommend anybody who's looking at them, shoot me a DM. I'll, I'll, I'll talk you through the sizing. Obviously, sizing is still the number one kind of blocker for ordering these Indonesian boots. And, you know, I feel like people like you and me, Ben, we have experience with a bunch of them. We're, you know, not just new, but we've been wearing them for a while. And, you know, we can help provide sizing advice for people. So feel free to hit us up. Do the hitting. One thing I got to say about benzines, great butts on these boots, on the Chelsea's, on the service boots, just that the way it kind of flares out there in the back, it is just very, very aesthetically pleasing. And especially with the Chelsea's, like you are locked into those boots and I'm sure that that pattern is part of it. So I love that. Amazing thing, benzine's only been around for like two years two and a half years max, and they have just figured this all out. But basically, Adi grew up in a shoemaking family, or at the very least, a shoe business family. And it really, really shows. Another fact that I love, I'm pretty sure that Adi's son's name is Ben. 
And that's where the Ben part comes from. Oh. Not bad, right? Dude, I had assumed that it was like, isn't benzene, like it's kind of like another name for like oil or gas or something like that? I feel like <laughs> I feel like in another language, benzene means, uh, I'm going to Google this now. Benzene is a chemical that is a colorless or light yellow liquid at room temperature. It has a sweet odor and is highly flammable. Well, there you go. Yeah, I assumed it was a reference to that flammable gas. Yeah, it's a hydrocarbon. Yeah, because it's like, oh, these boots are hot like a flaming gas. They're going to burn brightly. I don't know. That, that, that's what I thought the origin was. But his son being named Ben, I think, is even better. It's the best name. So great work, Adi. Yeah, man, they're getting it done. You know, I think there's six people over there. I think they're trying to add more because there's a lot of demand, but everything they put out is great. Definitely, definitely, definitely worth a look. All right, so a brand that I don't have any personal experience with, although I've definitely been enjoying what they've been making from afar, but you do have experience with is Renav, who I feel like last podcast we were like, and yeah, Renav seemed like they're doing good stuff. Pay attention to them. And all of a sudden you've got two pairs from them uh, less than a year later. Yeah, so this was another one where we, you know, we were looking at their stuff on Instagram. It looked good, but we were kind of like, well, I, I don't really know anything about it, you know. I started talking to Ray, who who runs Renav, and, you know, we cooked up like an MTO pair of these bison boots that I have. The bison is it's from Law Tanning, which is in, I think, Wisconsin. So you're like, all right, yeah, we got some U.S., you know, U.S. leather, you know, putting it on this like nice little ser- plain toast service boot. So they they showed up and immediately I was like, they clicked this bison so well. Like there was so much thought put into playing with the the scale of the grain and how it, you know, how it matched between the boots. Like just everything about it was very well thought out and very well executed. That that's what really caught my eye about them. I started wearing them, they're real comfortable. They have like these, you know, really thin double midsole, which I feel like makes them really, really flexible. I think they were pretty much broken in after one or two wears. I've been wearing them a bunch. I actually really, really like those boots a ton. The other thing that he was making that a lot of people were kind of gravitating towards were his his derbies. You know, they kind of were getting tossed around as a replacement for the, the Viberg 145 Oxford. I kind of don't see them really matching that in terms of like aesthetic. They kind of have their own aesthetic. Uh, which I, I like. I agree. I love that somebody is trying to kind of take up that mantle and, and the interest in it. But yeah, they are, they're different shoes. Wonderful in their own way, for sure. Little little chiller, you know, little just lacking something of the chonk maybe. And like, and the last is, I would say, quite different. They kind of live in that same space, but have a identity all of their own, I feel like. We've seen a ton of MTO derbies from them. I think that's probably the number one thing I see people MTOing from him. And like almost all of them look excellent. You know, I've seen some really cool ones. And then, you know, I, I got to talking to him. He was like, hey, I can get, you know, some Horween mushroom chamois. And I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do like a GMTO. I, I'm not going to lie. It was a little inspired by, you know, our friend Richard's. <laughs> The, the withered fig uh, mushroom chamois 145. Oh, was it? Just a little bit. Just a little bit in terms of okay, okay. basically using the same leather, the same sole, and the same style. But you know what? We threw we threw like a, a different- Slightly inspired. Yeah. there's It's got like a horse shoulder tongue. It's, you know, as I said, the pattern is kind of a different vibe. I think those were like 350 bucks as well for a GMTO. You know what? They showed up. They look really clean. They're pretty cool. I'm 
haven't been wearing them like a ton. They they fit like a little bit large for me in in no shows, which is kind of where I want to be with uh with like a derby like that. But I did get to wear them over the winter as like a winter derby. So I think I'll probably I'm gonna keep them. I'm gonna keep them in in my closet as uh as like a winter derby to wear because I they're basically indestructible. I mean with the Doctor Soul Corrid Souls and Horween Chamois rough out. So you know why not? Yeah, man, they look really good. And, you know, like the leather list, you've mentioned some of it here. You know, the range of chamois. I don't even know what fudge chamois is, but they've got it. And I kind of want some. But the bison from Law Tanning, you know, they've got five colors of that. All this Chloe horsebutt, including electric orange, um, which everybody's going to start buying immediately after this. They got all sorts of shinky stuff, stead leathers, merriam. Again, mention this on a previous episode where, you know, kind of retracted some of, you know, the previous outlook on the Indonesian local leathers, which I think are really improving and, and have kind of more value than I gave them credit for initially, you know, feeling that myself on this pair that I'm wearing right now. But it is nice to have this list to select from. Really incredible tanneries, like the best of the best from across the world and deep stock in terms of colors and finishes and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, like Renav is definitely like a lot a lot of it has been through GMTO, which I think is cool and just just seeing people come together over a style and a leather that they're really into. Yeah, if you just want to cut it loose with your own creation, Renav has really got the goods to back it up, much like benzene. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'll say that Ray has been super easy to deal with and I think everybody who has started talking to him about doing an MTO or, you know, organizing a GMTO has been really pleased with how much he just gets it done, you know, and, and how pretty much down for anything he is. He hit me up when, so, you know, Miriam, they, they posted those, like f- the photo shell that we talked about. We've talked about this before. The photo shell. We've talked about it. He hit me up and was like, let's do a photo shell GMTO. And I was like, ah, oh, that's so, that's a cool idea. I mean, just, just a rad thing to be down to do. And I was like, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know if I can like, I haven't been able to figure out the right photo to use for it. Like I've kind of, I've really been struggling with this, but I really appreciate his willingness to just jump in and do cool stuff and, and just kind of be down to clown with in- interesting ideas, you know? I think I've got it for the photo show. Let's hear it. It's called Young Cool Harrison Ford JPEG. Wow. I know exactly. Uh-huh. I know exactly the JPEG you're talking about. Uh-huh. That would be incredible. Yeah. That's it. Let's do that. Just send it to him. Okay. While you are pulling that up and sending it to Ray, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with the Indonesian cast. Okay, Ticho. We're back for one more dive through the Division Road archives. DR basically never stops delivering just honestly sick makeups from Viberg, White's, Wesco, and Trickers. But there is so much more gold on the site that's not brand new. Definitely deserves a good long look. You're up first. What do you got? All right. So I've mostly been chilling on the Viberg section of their website because there's just, there's a lot there. There's a lot. Yeah. There's like a lot to to really drink in there. But you told me I couldn't pick a Viberg. So I did. Here I am on the White's Boots page. And I'm looking at the Logger 350 in natural chrome Excel. Yeah. Yeah, it's got this nice commando half sole. It's just like a really nice looking service boot. Natural chrome Excel, a leather I love. 
going to patina super nicely. I'm a big Chrome XL guy. People disagree with that sometimes, but you know what? It's going to be a real enjoyable leather to break in and have on your feet. These are looking sweet. Also comes in black, if you're feeling that. I was kind of torn between choosing the black one because they frankly look pretty sick too. These things are definite chonk monsters, kind of pure OG whites, um, which is kind of how I like my whites. The logger heel on these is just perfect. Uh, it, it looks like a white's boot. I love them. The fact that it's all eyelets. Like, I love speed hooks, but all eyelets just look so clean, man. Worth the work. 100%. Are you choosing one, too? Is that how this ad is going? I think so. I would like to choose them all, but I am going to choose one. I got to hang out on the Viberg section today, and I'm going with really a DR classic that must have been restocked once or twice or maybe even three times because... There's a bunch of sizes on this, but the 2040 Bobcat Brown Horween Waxed Flesh on one of my favorites, the Vibram 2060 Cavity Wedge Sole. I knew this was safe amongst the other uh, DR archive dives that we've done because uh, you fear the wedge because you are a fool. It's got the natural CXL long Bobcat tongue. These things are just ready to go. This is one of Jason's like personal favorite pairs. He wears them like crazy, and I posted some pictures of his from who knows how many years worth of wear on them, and they look absolutely great. With the unstructured toe on that 2040, it just collapses like really, really, really beautifully. Every, everybody should definitely go back and listen to the episode that we had with Jason from Division Road, where he talks about his makeup approach and how things need to be wearable over the long term. You know, this is kind of the definition of a boot that's fairly straightforward with a few extra touches, that tongue, all eyelets here, really just wanting to be worn and have that wax flesh just do what it does over time. Strong pick, man. It is. It's a great pick. Great pick. I'd rather not have it on a wedge, but that's me. Well, you can't. (laughs) Sorry. But there they are. Go there now. But keep listening to the rest of the episode while you're scrolling through. Pretty much all of these would work excellently in, say, a seven-month-long judge patina contest with over $10,000 in prizes. Just think about that a little bit. And now, back to the Bandung cast. All right, we're back. Uh, pretty sure I just called this the Bandung cast, um, which we didn't mention in the outset of the episode because we just foolishly or not presume is common knowledge now, but... Bandung, Indonesia, is the kind of fashion capital and certainly the boot-making capital of that scene. Huge city, so they all need boots, and we're glad that they make them. Next up, this is kind of a twofer here. The premier, for years, Indonesian dress shoe maker was, is, and has been Winson. We're going to talk about Winson a little bit, but Winson also came out with a new line of you know boots that I would say are, are largely still dressier than a lot of what you'll see from some of these makers, which are you know a little more rugged. But that brand is Midas, and they've really only been kicking officially for a couple months. Sold uh, largely through House of Agen. Agen. No clue, bro. Sorry. You <laughs> should have asked. <laughs> I thought I always say Agen. Agen. It's probably Agen. I'm gonna go Agen. I'm really impressed with. What's coming out of Midas? I have some dress shoes. I love them. And even they're a bit more casual than a lot of dress shoes. The Midas approach is like really, really speaking to me. Yeah, man. I had uh, had brunch with some other vaccinated shoe friends a couple weeks ago. And that included my buddy Iftikar, who's been... Oh, wait, really? I want to hang out with him. 
super cool guy, man. But yeah, he's he's been one of the biggest Winston Midas proponents uh kind of in our uh, little group of friends you know he has like a bespoke last that uh, he did remotely with them that he's like super happy with the results i can't imagine getting a bespoke last fit remotely i mean that uh, i think most people would say that's incredibly difficult to achieve winston was able to to achieve that and you know provide this guy with a bespoke fit but he was wearing a, his pair of midas that are it's kind of a two-tone toscanello horse butt and then it has like I think a Pueblo uh, shaft. I believe that's accurate. Really cool pair, man. I mean, he's already wearing them pretty hard. They're breaking in really nicely. They look super cool. Was really impressed with the craftsmanship on them. They look, I mean, just immaculate. They're they're beautiful. I'm very intrigued by by Midas. You're looking at Winston, who is he's basically putting out a dress shoe that is on par with basically you know what bespoke makers are making throughout the world. I'll be scrolling through Instagram and I'll see, you know, a photo and I'll be like, oh yeah, another account just reposting uh, Yohai Fakuda photos. And it's like, oh wait, no, that's, that's just Winston. (laughs) (laughs) That's just Winston posting a Winston, you know, that is pretty close stylistically and and in terms of quality and finishing to, to a Yohai Fakuda level, level shoe. So for him to take that and then apply it to the kind of rugged boots that, that we like and, we are kind of seeing this this shift to a more refined, better finishing, you know, neater stitching. There is that kind of undercurrent in the community, and this is the spot for it in, in Indonesia is, is from Midas. Really impressed, really looking forward to see what they put out uh, in the future. Emil knows what he's doing. I mean, he studied shoemaking in Italy. That's not the only way to learn by far. And much of Indonesia has proven that. But you see that. You see that in everything really the boots that iftikhar has i'm pretty sure the vanquish boots they got a little swoopy it's refined but it's not unapproachable i think for a lot of people who are into something generally a little more rugged their engineers look great and then they have kind of adapted these styles that a lot of the indonesian makers love like their monkey boot it looks like a monkey boot but it just it's kind of fancier in all the right ways from some of the pattern touches to how it's finished. And then their lace-to-toe boot is, you know, if I was getting a pair from them, like I might think about the swoopty boot, but I kind of can't get away from lace-to-toes. And it is just, it's beautiful. It's it's very, very different, but can kind of be used for the same purposes. Like I probably wouldn't get married in them if I had to get married in a pair of lace-to-toes. One, it would be them. And two, my you know wife would probably have a bunch of questions, not just about buying new boots, but also uh, marrying somebody else. So I won't do that. And we'll just keep that nice and hypothetical. Good call, man. Yeah, man. Midas, you know, like it's always so fun when a new maker comes out. Midas isn't wholly a new maker, but it is something different from somebody who's got the goods to back it up. Yeah, I think that, you know, we're going to be seeing a bunch more of them for sure. You know, feel very, very comfortable recommending them. Midas. All right, so next one up is another brand, really only a couple years old, started in 2018, Monroe Heritage, which I have a pair of their monkey boots, which I really like. They're not exactly the right size. They're probably going to end up with somebody else soon. So you might want to size up a little more than you think on the Monroe monkey boot last, at least, and probably their service boot. Monroe sits in this place where they are making really a very, very nicely affordable boot. So they mainly deal with local leather. On the pair that I have, 
it's pretty impressive. And it's one of the things that's kind of changed my outlook on the Indonesian leather. And that's pretty much what they're doing. They might have some imported leather as well, but it really keeps their prices in a very, very nice place, somewhere around, you know, 200, 250 for a really well put together boot. Like if you look at in terms of finishing and SPI and just kind of overall cleanliness, I don't think that I can say that Monroe matches up quite with some of the other brands that we've talked about. Benzene, certainly Winson. But when you think about it as a really great value play, very nice balanced patterns, and just like a really darn solid boot, like just did this giveaway. Both guys who won these pairs of boots are very, very happy with them, not just because they were free. Yeah, Monroe, possibly or not named after James G. Monroe, but a worthy man to name a boot company after for sure. In the story that Jarrett put together, you know, who knows how long this stays the case, but they said four weeks from the time you order that you can get these boots delivered, which is pretty darn speedy, especially considering that, you know, they have to travel halfway across the globe. Not bad. Not bad, Monroe. Monroe sent me a a pair to check out. Yeah, they're dealing with the local leathers. They've got nice patterns. They've got pretty decent lasts. And they put it all together like fairly cleanly. And they're going to run you like 250 bucks. That's a pretty solid entry-level boot. That's a boot I could recommend to people who, you know, are maybe coming in at the, the Thursday level or, you know, something like that looking for a, an alternative that's going to punch well above its weight in terms of value. And these local leathers are pretty good. My pair is, it's kind of a reddish brown uh, pull-up leather. Picks up scratches pretty easily, but then they buff right out, uh, which personally I like. I think it gives it a cool kind of, you know, worn-in look, even though I haven't, honestly haven't worn them a ton. And it seems like it's, you know, holding up, holding up pretty well. So I think they've got a pretty good approach here of taking these local leathers, just making really solidly built, clean, simple boots, it seems seems like a winner for me. I, I would recommend them for people who are looking for something in that, you know, under $300 range that's going to be, you know, really solid quality. Yeah. I completely agree. And I think that if you're looking to dip your toe into Indonesian boots and MTO Indonesian boots, sometimes it's kind of nice to not have as much choice, to not have a list of 70 leathers and you know, 15 different patterns and, you know, all these soul combinations that you can think up, just go straight forward. Like if you get like the black smooth Indonesian leather that they have is really nice. Like if you're looking for a black boot and it's a step up from whatever else you're wearing, or if you're just looking for a black boot to fit into your collection and you just don't feel like spending as much and like none of this is a knock. Like they very specifically say that, you know, they're not trying to create luxury. They're trying to create an affordable product and it's working. I think that you can just kind of look at something on their Instagram and say, hey, I want this and let's figure out my size and let's go. Really streamline that process and, and get a nice pair of boots out of it and see where you go from there. Monroe Heritage. Couple more here and then the season will be over. Ticho, I know you've been in touch with your boy, the Prof, Prof Barnett's yes. for quite some time now. So tell us a little bit about the Prof. This is my guy, man. I, I love this guy, uh, Harris, who runs uh, Prof Barnett's. Just a super cool guy. He's got a ton of enthusiasm for, for boot making and, and boots in general. So we have kind of vibed over that. He had hit me up, I don't know, sometime last year and offered to send me a pair uh, of boots to check out and kind of review whatever. 
they showed up and like whatever we had maybe miscommunicated on the on the sizing so they they didn't really fit i ended up giving them to uh my buddy albert who i think also gave them away to somebody else doesn't costa have them now no it's uh it's uh mr super cooper the guy with the like sick beard Oh, yeah, yeah. He actually took a really cool photo of them. He did kind of a trash puddle. You know, I take like the puddle kind of shots. He did like one of those, but with like a clean natural puddle because I think he lives somewhere with less trash in the puddles than I do. <laughs> Unheard of. Puddles without trash? Yeah, what, we don't know what that's like uh, in New York. But yeah, like the boots, they showed up. If, if you know, if they had fit, I, th- I would have continued wearing them. They were they were pretty cool. I like the style. So then I started talking to him and he's like, yeah, let's do, let's try it again. Actually, I think went and got a tracing of my foot from somebody else in Bandung. (laughs) (laughs) They're all like largely pretty close, like physically and in terms of relationships. I guess that's not a breach of some kind. Yeah, like I think a lot of these dudes are friends and like live in, you know, live and work in the same city, obviously. But I think a number of them will, you know, get together pretty often to like grab coffee and you know talk boot making which frankly sounds wonderful i would love to get over to bandung just to like hang out and and drink coffee and talk about boots with these guys at least they're not sending pictures of your actual feet to each other yeah just tracings just tracings i'll just say this definitively i i don't send feet pics to anybody so get that image out of your mind ben it's never gonna happen dude i'm sorry stop asking i'll ask after we stop taping so I think I had given them, I'd given tracings to Ray for my bison boots. And so then he just passed them over to to Harris and was like, oh yeah, here's a tracing of Ticho's feet. So he just like kind of custom, custom did a last and, and was like, here, you know, here we go. Let's do it. So these things showed up. They fit perfectly. Couldn't fit any better. Honestly, they, they fit amazing. These, uh, it's kind of a lace to toe. He calls it the lucky boot. I can't argue with that. I, I, I'm a pretty lucky guy. So it seems, seemed like a good match for me. And it's like, again, it's like a local, you know, local pull-up leather that is like thick and supple. Scratches disappear when you, you know, just from brushing or from putting a little conditioner on them. I've been enjoying them. I've actually worn a decent amount over the winter and they've broken in really nicely, really comfortable. I've been like pretty in on the prof. I've seen incredible strides in his finishing, especially. Now, we kind of joke with our buddy Jake, almost vintage style, about his love of like really, really shiny heels on boots oh mr style even he hit me up one day and was like look at how shiny these heels are <laughs> did he really <laughs> dude and he's like yeah this is, these look pretty good and i'm like yeah man the prof is he's really doing he's shining he's really shining those heels man he can he can do it but he's somebody who is taking a you know he is just making what what flows naturally from him you know he's got some pretty out there stuff like his hellboy with the you know all the flames on it well, that was like his original signature thing, and I was like, I don't, I don't know about this. But I like that he's going for it, but like the prof might not be for me. But that's changed. Yeah, like the ones that I posted by the time this airs a couple weeks ago on the Stitch Down Instagram, uh, what he's calling the sleek toe boots article. Man, those lace to toes, very, very, very shiny heels. Those may have been the ones that Jake DM'd you about in this really beautiful, like grained local leather. I mean, these things are sick. Yeah. I see a lot of boots and I'm like, I like that boot. I like that boot. You know, everybody should have that boot. But it really takes something to like really draw me personally to them. I was like, wait, this is the prof? Man, keep making those Hellboys, but like you found me, prof. Yeah. Like I love it. As he's putting 
more and more effort into developing additional styles. He's really coming into his own and really, you know, just making some really interesting stuff. And I mean, he's got some some engineers that are pretty sweet. He's got decent number of, of boot patterns that you're just like, I, I don't see anybody else making anything like this. You know, I could tell you from having handled two of his boots, they're incredibly well made. I mean, they are just solid, solid, solid through and through. But now that the finishing ha- has been elevated, I mean, it just becomes even easier to, to recommend them. Definitely, if, if there's a style that you see on his Instagram that you're like, that looks really great, just know that it's going to be a really solid boot when it shows up and the finishing is going to be pretty tight. Love the prof. Shout out to my boy, Harris. I think everybody should be taking a longer look at the prof. Nice work, prof. So look, I, I wish that we could just have like six hour episodes. And I also wish that us personally had more experience with all these brands, but there's a lot. It takes a while to kind of work through them all. And the ones that we've talked about are the ones that you know are kind of closest to our heart and our feats, our feats, our feats, all these feats of ours. Yeah, you know, definitely worth mentioning. So Santalum has collaborated a bunch in the past with Pigeon Tree out of Denver, a leather worker. They just came out with what are some of the more interesting boots that I've seen in terms of leather recently. I know our buddy Dale, Aerosurfer LV, just picked up a pair. Those things are absolutely bonkers. This kind of like striated leather. It looks like a when you look at a rock that's like a hundred million years old and you like see all the layers of sediment, I don't know why it reminds me of that, but they do. They were definitely some attention grabbers. Those look wild, man. I mean, the day we're recording this, uh, our buddy, yeah, our buddy Dale just received these, posted them. I've never really seen anything quite like these, and I can't wait to see. Knowing Dale, that he's gonna wear them pretty hard, so it'll, it'll be really fun to see. <laughs> give give him a day. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun to see how how they end up looking, and I'm sure he'll uh, keep us updated on his uh, his YouTube page and Instagram and stuff. So we'll. We'll be following that. But yeah, Santa Lou, man, they, they make a really nice looking service boot. Our buddy Big Dude in Denim has a pair of them. Oh, yeah. The, one of the earlier Pigeon Tree collabs, right? Yeah, I think it's in like a Tarnzio. I don't know how to say that. It's like a the Swedish uh, veg tan tannery. It's one of the best looking service boots I've ever seen. I mean, they look fantastic. I'm not really sure why Santa Loom hasn't kind of picked up more steam. I've tried getting in touch with him a couple of times and never really heard much back. So I'm not really sure what, what's going on with him. I don't know him, but... I uh, love the boots that he's making and look forward to seeing more of them in the future. Definitely worth keeping an eye on. Texture, which we always mention, T-X-T-U-R-E, really making some of the wildest stuff that you've ever seen, but like it generally works. Absolutely wild styles, shininess throughout, just like a ton of creativity, but they're really well put together. Know a couple people who are very, very happy with their texture boots. Tahura, they make just like a really nice kind of straightforward service boot, but everything's in the right place. But some of their lace to toe stuff recently has looked really, really good to me. They've got one with a pattern that's kind of similar to a Viberg Scout boot as well. Everything looks very, very nicely put together. Don't have a pair, so can't exactly say, but you know, you look at nice pairs of boots and you can tell. They also have you know, kind of 145-ish derby that came out in the Chloe Superlux, which I'm which I'm pretty sure as more people start to put wear on that leather is going to be something that people really start to pick up interest on. So yeah, Tohora, absolutely worth a look. Another one that kind of falls into this category of want to know more, but like what they've got going on, Imperium. They make some lace to toes that like aren't quite right for me as a lace to toe lover, but then every once in a while they'll throw one out there and I'm like, man, 
those look really, really good. They make a nice high service boot. They've done some stuff with broguing and two-tone that I think has the potential to develop into something pretty cool. Yeah, the lace to toes are like, there's a lot of chonk. They feel maybe a little like front heavy. But if that's what you're looking for, absolutely a place to look. They do a swoopty boot too. And like many of these makers too, they they have a pretty nice looking mock toe. I'm not really buying a ton of those from Indonesian makers, although I do really like the looks of Rizki's. If you're looking for a Red Wing alternative, I think a lot of these makers can probably have an option for you. Yeah, Imperium, I actually have a pair from them. I cooked up a little GMTO for this kind of kudu, kind of like a packer, kind of like a hybrid packer service boot. Honestly, man, like they showed up and I was like, wow, these are super clean, super well made. Good job clicking the kudu, which, you know, could be a little tricky. Or I know from seeing the hides that they received that it was a tricky clicking job. Like there was a lot of a lot of scars, a lot of like just unusable portions of of these uh, of these kudu hides, which is kind of the nature of kudu. You know, I really appreciate the skill with which he navigated that. These guys are super chalky. You've probably seen me post them on Instagram, but it's got like a double midsole that tapers to a single. Mm-hmm. really clean aesthetic man i'm a big 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 fan of that and they execute it really nicely definitely give a look to imperium they're doing some cool stuff love it just a couple more here junkard been around for uh, seven eight years i think definitely one of the earlier brands in the space i had a pair from them that it, it just didn't fit right they were too small and just couldn't make them work ended up giving them away to a buddy one thing i'll say on junkard i would recommend asking them about Dr. Souls or some other outsoles than theirs. It was the weirdest thing. Like the soles, you know, they, they felt good and they were comfortable, but they left black marks on basically everything ever, including like the boots themselves, which kind of added some cool patina. But I remember having them at my in-laws and they were trying to figure out where all these marks on the floor were coming from. And I may or may not have blamed my daughter, uh, even though I kind of <laughs> suspected that it was the boots. But she's three, and so she didn't get in trouble. I'm realizing now that my father-in-law often listens to this podcast, but I'm probably going to leave this in. Yeah, but overall, <laughs> you know, they make a nice product, nice price, you know, a little bit over 200 for the local stuff and, and just over 300 for imported leather, which is usually a bit closer to four for a lot of these makers. And then you know, the last one that I think is worth mentioning is like maybe the best pure value play that's available in this space right now, Alvinos, who makes a pretty darn nice looking service boot for 120 bucks with local leather. And I think 145 with imported stuff, maybe 160 on the high end. If you're looking to get in there, again, just do a simple MTO. The one that I really like is in the crazy horse leather. It's like, yeah, just do it. The shipping is gonna be half the cost of the boot potentially, but nice value way to get yourself into this. If anybody gets any, like definitely shoot me a DM. I'd be very interested to hear what you think. But in terms of a boot that looks good, right price, which kind of defines this entire market, and they're right in like a very, very, very sweet spot of value, would love to hear what anybody thinks about Alvinos. But that's the rundown. There's more, you know, some of these brands come and go. In the research, Jarrett kind of went after a couple that have great looking Instagram pages, but haven't really updated them in a year or two. And it was tough to get in touch and doesn't seem like they might not be around anymore, but they may rise. I'm sure we'll see other things spinning off from some of these and, you know, some of the craftspeople maybe starting up their own things. And it's very exciting, but the scene is ripe. The interest has increased greatly. You know, when you're ordering, just like 
be kind. Um, hopefully it'll be published by the time this comes out as well. Our friend, uh, the vintage future also wrote a story about just how to approach ordering MTO, especially overseas. You know, I think the key is, you know, with a lot of preparation and understanding and mostly understanding how crazily busy these people are. They're doing everything. They're making boots. They're handling the marketing. They're handling the social media. They're taking all these messages on Instagram or WhatsApp. They're ordering leather. They're ordering other components. They're shipping. Like, it's absolutely nuts what they're doing, often from their house or the garage. Like, that's where a lot of these workshops are set up. And the fact that boots this beautiful are coming out of there is incredible. Just be patient. Have an idea of your sizing because that's another thing that they're doing all day long while making the damn boots. You know, just definitely something to think about, but it's fun. They know what they're doing. Yeah, our continued pleasure uh, to support them and, and help people get good information on them. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, it's been a fun year of, of really getting to know these guys and, and really digging in and figuring out what's going on over there. I think we're going to be doing a, a third update episode a year from now where we're just talking about how these guys have just continued to blow up and getting stocked in stores all over the place. And I'm excited. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm loving all these Indonesian boots. It's crazy the amount of value they're providing. Uh, it just continues to blow me away. And I just I love love wearing them, man. I, I've got a whole bunch of pairs and they're punching well above their price point. They all just seem like lovely, lovely people as well. So can't help but try to support really lovely people. So that's, uh, I think, what we're going to keep doing. I, I will support you as well. Look, let's call it right there. Huge thanks to Division Road for sponsoring this episode. Spend some time with their entire lineup, please. Don't forget to check out stitchdown.com for more info on the Patina Thunderdome and start planning what you'll wear. It's going to be pretty much the greatest time ever. And a lot of people are going to win free boots. But that's it for this week and for this season, Ticho. You want to, like, say goodbye? Yeah, thanks everybody for you know for listening. You know, this has been a real pleasure for for me personally to do. Just getting to talk to me every week for a long time. Uh, well, that's I mean that's the that's probably the worst part. Yeah, I understand. You know, but I put up with that because I get a lot of very supportive messages from people, many of whom you know have kind of just become friends and people that will text me, call me about boots, and uh, that's been a really beautiful thing for, for me in my life. So I, I really appreciate everybody who listens to this, and anybody who wants to talk about boots, I'm, I'm here at Teach Your Blanco Shoes. I'll chat shoes with you. I think we'll keep doing this podcast because we enjoy doing it, and I hope people will enjoy listening to it. I don't know why, but some people seem to. Yeah. And we will accept that. So thank you all. We love you. And take care of your shoes. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.